Listener warning. This episode is based on historic testimony that contains subject matter and descriptions which some listeners might find disturbing. Parental discretion is advised. Peru was a far cry from Japan, but there was opportunity, so the Matsushita family immigrated to Lima. The husband found a two-story building and opened a store on the ground floor, while he, his wife, and their two children lived on the second. Things worked out until the husband found his wife in bed with another man. The furious husband used a kitchen knife to kill his wife and her lover. The husband lost track of time and heard his children come home from school. The children climbed the stairs where they encountered their distressed father who killed them with the kitchen knife. The day was becoming night and the father in this foreign land longed for Japan, but now even Japan seemed foreign to him. So he used the knife on himself. But this wasn't the first or last death in the house that locals say was cursed by a witch. The house is Lima's La Casa Matsusita, and this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, Episode 5, Lima's La Casa Matsusita. I am Kamuala Kaneshiro. Later in this episode, your featured Hawaiian word, song, and the house's connection with English actor Malcolm McDowell. But first, La Casa Matsusita. Located in Peru's capital, Lima, La Casa Matsusita is considered one of Lima's most haunted places. It all started in the 1700s, when a Parisian woman named Dervespa Parvana immigrated to Peru. She was a healer who might have practiced alternative medicine. This got the attention of the Spanish Inquisition, who tortured her until she confessed to being a witch. She was burned at the stake, but she put a curse on the spot of her execution. Time passed, and a wealthy man built his house on the cursed site. The following is based on collected testimony. He was a rich but cruel man who treated his servants harshly. His servants decided to get back at their master during one of his feasts. Knowing they'd be banished outside, the servants waited for the guests to arrive. Once they did, they spiked the drinks with a hallucinogenic powder, locked the doors, and listened outside. The ruckus party softened. A commotion erupted. Plates crashed against the floor, and ghastly screams froze the servants. Most of the commotion stopped by the time the servants entered. They discovered a gruesome scene. The drugged guests savagely disemboweled each other. Entrails flooded the floor, and among the carnage, the servants found their master's limbless, eviscerated body. The servants were administered into an asylum, but never recovered. The house was quiet during the following years, until the Matsushita family arrived. Now, there's two things I'd like to point out. First, it's unclear if the family's name 
was Matsushita or Matsushida. We're sticking with Matsushita, and I apologize if it's Matsushida. Second, the house is named after the Matsushita family, but the spelling and pronunciation changed from Matsushita to Matsushita. After the Matsushita incident, the upstairs was abandoned, but merchants operated the store on the ground floor. During the 1960s, Argentinian celebrity Humberto Vilches Vera said he'd spend several days and nights in the casa. Humberto didn't last. Witnesses say Humberto was speaking in tongues and ran screaming from the casa. He received psychological treatment for 13 months before returning to the public. Later in his life, Humberto claimed he pretended to go to the house and staged his breakdown. However, when pressed on the matter, Humberto refused to comment about the psychological treatment he received or say where he was during his 13-month disappearance. Still to come, your featured Hawaiian word, song, and Malcolm McDowell's connection, but now, a story. The following is a Legends from the Pacific original story and is based on collected testimony. After the Matsushitas, but before Humberto's incident, there was a shopkeeper. When the noises upstairs began to wear on him, he requested help from the church and hoped they might end the disturbance. Weeks passed, the noises became louder, and the shopkeeper wondered if the upstairs knew his plans. The second floor was silent, that's when the shop door opened. It was a customer. Shelves blocked the customer from view. The shopkeeper greeted the individual. The customer coughed and said he wasn't here to buy anything. The shopkeeper scowled. Why did you come in? I was sent for, said the customer, as he cleared the shelves and adjusted his priestly collar. The shopkeeper apologized, offered the father water, and explained the noises upstairs. The father sipped his water and asked if the family living upstairs encountered the disturbances. The upstairs is abandoned. Are you familiar with this building's history? The shopkeeper said. Yes, but things get exaggerated. Can you show me the upstairs, please? The shopkeeper took the father to a door. I've never seen an exorcism before. The father wiped sweat from his brow. It's become second nature for me. You have nothing to fear. Oh, I must watch the store, the shopkeeper said as he opened the door that revealed a stairway. Do you need someone to assist you? The father glanced up the stairs. No, I'll be fine. The shopkeeper gave the priest a flashlight and closed the door behind him. Walls radiated the afternoon heat and the stairs were darker than the father expected. He used the flashlight to find the light switch and went upstairs. Stagnant air filled the second floor. Light bleeding from the boarded windows illuminated the room. The father struggled catching his breath. Shadows moved on the floor. Beady eyes reflected light. Rats. The priest smirked. He placed his bag on the floor. Something graced his hair. He swatted at it, but felt nothing. Silence throbbed his ears. Something touched the back of his neck. The father spun around and faced the stairs leading down. The father prayed. Something whispered in his ears. Screaming erupted from the house and spread into the neighborhood. Silence returned. The downstairs door opened. The shopkeeper looked in. Father, are you all right? He went upstairs. He entered what might have been the master bedroom and found the father dead. 
from a heart attack. Coming up is your featured Hawaiian word, song, and Malcolm McDowell's connection. La Casa Matsusita's current owner claims all the stories were made up, and there might be something to this. See, across the street from the Casa used to be the United States Embassy, and such grim stories might prevent people from staying in the Casa and spying on the Embassy across the street. Paranormal investigators who have been to the Casa believe its paranormal activities are from neighboring buildings. One building was the city's prison, which operated for over 100 years, from 1860 to 1970. Then in 2016, the Casa was remodeled, and many wait to see if its paranormal activities continue. Movies are still made about the Casa. Malcolm McDowell was once interviewed about his role in a film about the Casa, but it's been difficult finding a copy of this film. Your featured Hawaiian word is hale. Hale means house or home. Once again, your Hawaiian word is hale for house or home. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating, write a review, and share Legends from the Pacific with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects were by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is Fire by Tamane, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kaneshiro. I also wrote our original stories. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and ahui ho.